Okay, happy 2019, everybody. It's 2019. That's awesome. Can't believe it. All right, well, uh, it's just awesome to see you at church today. Uh, I mean, this is a great day to be at church, especially because we are talking about the church today. So you picked a great day to be here, and we're starting a brand new series today as we roll into 2019 called The Acts 2 Church. Let me hear you say Acts 2 Church. All right, that's right. Good, good. If you don't know what an Acts 2 Church is, that's totally okay, because that's what we're talking about in this series. Uh, But if you have your Bible or a Bible app, uh, go ahead and open it up to, guess where? Acts 2. That's where we're at. We're in Acts 2. And uh, our vision here at Hope is to be an Acts 2 church. So we're casting a little bit of vision this morning for the new year. While you're heading over to Acts 2, it is a brand new year. And everybody is making their New Year's resolutions, right? And uh, I've I've been thinking about this a little bit, about New Year, New Resolutions. And uh, I was just thinking maybe as we kick off a new year, um, as, as we're here right at the beginning of 2019, what if we actually asked a bigger question? Because we're, everybody's making their resolutions, um, but, but a lot of times those are forgotten by February, right? I mean, you start off the year, you got these resolutions. So what if we asked a bigger question this year? And maybe instead of asking, what's my resolution in 2019? What if we asked, what's worth devoting my life to in 2019. Forget resolutions. What's worth devoting our lives to in 2019? Every year at Christmas, our family buys a Christmas ornament that best represents our year. So this year, we bought a Christmas ornament to represent our 2018. And I want to show you the ornament that we bought. We bought an ice cream cone. Like, why? Because for the Vincent family, 2018 was devoted to ice cream. (laughs) So it's obvious by 2019, I got to lose a few. So yeah, I got a few resolutions. It was a great 2018. I got to burn some of that off, 2019. No, but uh, our our 2018, we were absolutely devoted to ice creams because last summer, Pennsylvania started a Pennsylvania ice cream trail. Have you heard about this? The official Pennsylvania ice cream trail. It's actually 12 creameries in Pennsylvania. And every creamery is on a farm. And uh, you know, you know, you're going to a farm. You see the cows. It's right from the cow to the cone. You're like looking at the cow eating your ice cream cone. It doesn't get fresher than that. So we we had some amazing ice cream. And uh, of course, this is This is Pennsylvania, and uh, you guys make some great ice cream. (laughs) But the challenge was, for this Pennsylvania ice cream trail, the challenge was to visit all 12 creameries. And so we got our passport, and uh, there's us with our passport, nicely filled in that picture. And uh, we got our passport, and every creamery you go to on the trail, you get a stamp on your passport. And if you get uh, six stamps, if you get halfway through, you get a free t-shirt, and if you get all 12, you get the official ice cream cone. So we were successful in this, uh, this adventure. But from about 
August to October, I mean, we were devoted to this. We were on the trail just about every single weekend. And, uh, you know, one, one day we decided to, to get three of those stamps. And it was, it was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> I had ice cream for lunch. I had ice cream in the afternoon. And then we had ice cream for dinner. So <laughs> great day. Uh, this one was in York, right? Yeah, so this was the day we drove to York, Pennsylvania. It was two and a half hours. We stopped, we got out, we ate some ice cream, and then we drove right back home. Another two and a half hours. <laughs> this was all for uh, a t-shirt, guys. <laughs> and bragging rights. No, but um, we, saw, we saw baby cows, we ate awesome ice cream, and uh, honestly, nothing's better than Freddie Hill Farms chocolate peanut butter ice cream. And some of you with your resolutions, you're like, I can't do that. And I know you're like just saying, get behind me, Satan, right now. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, but you know, we were devoted to this. And uh, I was just thinking here um, at the new year as we, as we think about Acts 2 Church. You know, we're, we're starting a new page. It's a new year. And um, let's, let's, let's not think about resolutions here. Let's think about this. What's worth devoting our life to in 2019? Because I think in 19, there's a lot to get excited about. There's going to be an ice cream trail 2.0. You guys can do this. <laughs> you know? We'll all wear our shirts. There's a lot going on in 2019. Maybe 2019 for you. Maybe it is about, you know, 2019, this is the year I'm going to lose some weight. This is some, the year I'm going to get healthy. Maybe for you, this is the year to focus on your education or getting ahead, you know, taking that next step in your career. Maybe 2019, you're going to be devoted to, you know, doing some things right in your home, with your family. Maybe this is a year to grow in your relationship with God. There is a ton happening in our lives and in 2019. But I want to take us to Acts chapter 2. Because what we find in Acts chapter 2 is we get a vision for the local church. And, and I don't know, you know how you feel about church today. Maybe you're here this morning and you love church. You're excited to be here. Maybe you're here today and somebody dragged you to church. I don't know where you're at or what you think about church. But what I know and what we're going to see in Acts chapter 2 is that there's nothing, there's nothing more exciting that you can give your life to in 2019 than to Jesus Christ, his kingdom, and a local church. And whether it's this church or another church, it really doesn't matter to me because what the greatest thing we can give our lives to is to Jesus and his church. And I just love to see Malachi given his, part of his 2019 to Jesus Christ. And you know, God God is alive. God is on the move all around the world. You don't have to go to Uganda to be a part of what God is doing in this world. And so I'm just, today we need a vision for what God's doing in this world and especially what God's doing in the church. And that's what this series is about. You know, we at Hope, we want to be an Acts 2 church. And so what does that mean? What in the world is an Acts 2 church? Well, we're in Acts chapter 2 hopefully by now. We're going to read this. Um, this is the very best description we have in the New Testament of what those earliest Christians did together. So if you, would have, if you would have given your life to Jesus Christ within those years after 
Jesus lived and rose from the dead, what would you be a part of? Would you be a part of a club? Would you be part of an institution? Or would you have been a part of a move of God on planet Earth? So what is this Acts 2 church? What were those very first believers doing together? Well, here's the description, Acts 2.42, and just quick context. Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead. The Holy Spirit has come. And now the gospel, the message of Jesus, is going out to the world. And this is what those very first Christians did together. Acts 2, 42 through 47. This is what it says. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. So let's pray, and then we'll dive in. God, thanks for today. Thanks for each person that's here at church today. God, no one is here today by accident. And here as we turn a new page into a new year, we're reminded that you are the God that's writing the story. And so we want to learn today what it means to be a part of your kingdom. God, show us today what it means to be a part of a move of God on planet Earth. Lord, we want a bigger story that's worth giving our lives to in 2019. So help us to see what that is, Lord. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the question today is a pretty simple one. What is an Acts 2 church? What did those very first followers of Jesus give their lives to? And the very first thing that I see when I'm looking at this description of the Acts 2 church as we think about what it, what it might be for us to be an Acts 2 church, is what I see is that an Acts 2 church has devotion. Did you guys catch that? An Acts 2 church has devotion. There's a passion there. They're giving their lives to something. And we see that in Acts 2.42, right there at the beginning. This is one of the very first words. In this description of those earliest believers, Acts 2.42 says... They devoted themselves. They're giving their lives to this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So what does devoted mean? What does that word devoted mean? I picked out just a few definitions. Devoted or devotion, it just means this. It means being enthusiastic about something, being excited about something. So here's people, they've given their lives to Jesus Christ, and they're excited about what God is doing on the earth. There's a passion there. There's an excitement. Can we get excited about being a part of what God's doing on the earth? Absolutely. Number two, what's devotion? What does that mean? It means dedicating time and effort to something because you think it's important. And so here are these early believers, and they're making the church and the kingdom of God, a priority in their life. They're giving their time and their effort and their energy to this. It, it's, it's literally a priority for them because they think it's important. And then 
the, the word devotion here, the Greek word, if, if you just want to look at what the original word means, the New Testament was written in Greek, that word devotion literally means to be strong towards. They're going to be strong towards this. Right? They're, they're giving their lives to that. It, it's a picture of total commitment. So today we're asking what's worth devoting our lives to in 2019. And, and, and so often when we, you know, when we think about church and being active in our church, and so many of you are active in this place, but more and more what we're seeing today and what we're experiencing is just that so many people have so much going on in their lives. And a lot of times we're just hearing, I'm too busy. I'm just too busy to be a part of this, to be devoted to this. And I think it boils down to, to this. If I can just press on this for a minute, because, because it's just so often we hear this, we're too busy. And, and here's what it boils down to. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you denied yourself, taken up your cross and followed him? Right? Because if we've surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, then the priority is Jesus Christ. And we should be saying to everything else, we're too busy. Guys, this is what God is doing in the world. His kingdom is here. He's on the move. I can't think about a greater thing to give our lives to. And here's what's interesting. We see in this Acts 2 church, an Acts 2 church has devotion. An Acts 2 church has devotion. But you know what's crazy? As I was reading this again, I've read these verses over and over and over again. For the first time, it hit me. This passage on the Acts 2 church doesn't even mention the word church. Isn't that crazy? So we're talking about the Acts 2 church, and it's not even in our passage. The word church is in our passage. And this is the passage on the Acts 2 church. So what does that mean? Well, maybe it's not just about church. Maybe it's about devoting your life to something. I just think for a lot of people today, we're busy with this. You know what? I just think today, for a lot of people, going to church, it's just not a big enough story for their life. I just think a lot of people are experiencing that. You know, just going to church, that's not a big enough story for my life. And I can relate. I've been there. You know what? As a kid, I hated going to church. And I remember Sunday mornings, those Sundays we went to church, my mom would walk into my bedroom. I was ready to sleep in on Sunday. She threw open the curtains, the sun shining in. She dragged, she dragged me to church, dragged me out of bed and right to church. That's a mom who loves you. <laughs> so 1994, I show up at a church. I'm there to meet a girl. I meet Jesus instead. And now I work in a church. Why? Because I found a bigger story for my life. I found something worth devoting my life to. And there's a passion. There's a commitment. There's, there's a, this is what God's doing in the world. And I want to be a part of it. Change my life. And what I want to share with you today is you're here, maybe at church. I don't know how you, know, how you feel about church. There's an actual real God. You know, he knows you by name. He has your picture on the refrigerator. And he loves you. And in Jesus, he's inviting you into a good news story. Sins are for forgiveness of sins, but more than that, 
It's about a friendship with God. And it's about being connected with the one who's moving in this world in amazing, powerful ways, changing lives. There's a bigger story for your life that you can have in Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, the word church, it's not in there. And you know what? It doesn't bother me because it's not about just going to church. This is about a passion. It's about devoting your life to a cause bigger than yourself. And that's what we have here in Acts 2, and that's what we're about here at Hope. What's in Acts 2 church? It's a church that has devotion. It's an Acts 2 church, the kind of church I want to be a part of this year. What else? An Acts 2 church has rhythm. An Acts 2 church has rhythm. I don't know if this church has rhythm. <laughs> Leo, he's helping us out a little bit. Um, now what we see in an Acts 2 church is we say they, they had these rhythms. There were these patterns of devotion that they lived out in their community. So I just want to try something out. Um, is it okay to clap in church? Is that all right? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, the Bible says, clap your hands all the earth. So my wife is on a quest to get us to, to clap a little in church. Um, but actually, I just want to try something out. I, I just want to see if we can get some rhythm going in this place. So this is a little bit out of my comfort zone. Might be a little bit about out of your comfort zone. But in the spirit of participation, I just want to try something. And uh, I hope this works. So um, I want to take these two sections and just see if we can get a rhythm going, okay? So we'll just do this. Yeah. 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 Good job. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay, I'm going to pick this section here. Okay, ready? Who? Who? Come on. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Ha. Who? Ha. Who? Ha. Who? Okay, let's go. Build it up. Build it up. Yeah. Four, three, two, one. All right, give yourselves a round of applause. I can't believe we just did that in church. I can't believe I have enough rhythm to lead that, honestly. <laughs> All right, so what just happened? I mean, I think that, that was incredible. You guys did awesome. Thanks for going along with me. What did we just experience? We created a rhythm together, and for just a few moments... We were all connected, weren't we? And we were all in unity. And I think that's what rhythm is about. <coughs> rhythm connects us and it brings us together in a powerful way. Right? Without rhythm, we wouldn't have music. You have to have rhythm for a band to play together. Without rhythm, you wouldn't have dance. Without rhythm, you wouldn't have marching bands moving in this amazing choreograph. Rhythm brings us together in a powerful way, and it connects us to one another and moves us to the same beat. And so rhythm is, is powerful. Church needs rhythm because the rhythm brings us together. The rhythm gets us beating to the same passion and drumbeat. And what we see in an Acts 2 church is we see rhythm, and it's a kingdom rhythm. 
It's the rhythm of God's kingdom. And it's a rhythm that connects us to God. And it's a beat that connects us to one another. But, but here's what's cool about the rhythm that we can create here at Hope. And this kingdom rhythm it starts to get inside of you, doesn't it? It starts to beat in your heart. And not only does this rhythm connect us, but these are rhythms that are going to begin to transform our life. So what are these kingdom rhythms? What do we see in Acts 2? What are the patterns of devotion? What was beating in this church? What brought people together and connected them to God and connected them to one another in a powerful way where lives were changed? Acts 2, 42 through 47. Just see if you can pick out some of these rhythms. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And what we've done is we've actually picked out seven rhythms that we see in those earliest followers of Jesus. Um, and our teaching team is going to take the next seven weeks, and we're going to go through each one of those seven rhythms. And we're going to get this, this rhythm, this passion, um, and, and it's going to begin to bring us together in powerful ways and connect us to God and one another. So what are these seven rhythms we can give our lives to. Number one, um, and I'm just going to want to go through these quickly because uh, our team is going to take a week on each of these, but just teaching. Um, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So they're, they're gathering together, they're learning about Jesus, and they're learning about how to live in the kingdom. Fellowship or koinonia, which I love that word. We're going to learn more about that. Um, fellowship, they were present with each other. And it says that they were meeting in two places. I don't know if you caught that. Right before Acts 2.42, it says that 3,000 people were saved. Where do you find a space for 3,000 people? Well, the biggest space in that city was the temple courts. And it says that they're gathering in two places, in the temple courts, that's a large group, and then house to house during the week. That's a powerful rhythm. Right? We want to be a church that's gathering together in the big space and then meeting together house to house in the small space. That's why we say... Big things happen in small groups. Temple courts, house to house. It's a rhythm. Breaking bread. How many stories start with Jesus reclining at the table and eating a meal? Actually, uh, I think it's Luke that even says, Jesus came eating and drinking. I, my love language is food. So I'm always trying to get us to eat together. I think you guys have a good rhythm of eating together, don't you? Here at Hope. We do. But uh, these earliest followers of Jesus, they'd break bread together, just like they did with Jesus. Prayer. Acts 1.14 says that they were, had joined together constantly in prayer. They're constantly praying. So we're going to learn about prayer. And then, as you saw earlier, we're going to do a night of prayer where we can gather together and pray together. How about this one? Signs, wonders, and miracles. God is on the move, and people are in awe. What would be, what, is that for today? What do we think about that? That's a really good question. We want to talk about that. Shareability. How many of you remember shareability list? 
All right, <laughs> all four of you, all five of you. <laughs> no, yeah, they didn't want to raise their hand. <laughs> Shareability, it's this idea that what God has given to me, I want to share with you. God's given me a house, I want to share that with you. God's given me a table, I want to open it up for you. God's given me a skill, God's given me finances, I want to share that with other people. It's a part of our rhythm. And then last one is a move of God. The Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Man, this is a church I want to be a part of. I love these rhythms. These are rhythms that bring us together. They connect us to God and one another. They change our lives. These are kingdom rhythms. So I'm just praying that in 2019, that these are the rhythms that begin and continue to beat in this house. These kingdom rhythms. So, that, so we are strong towards this. We're excited about this. And we're giving our lives to the kingdom of God on earth. So what is an Acts 2 church? We've got seven weeks on this. What is an Acts 2 church? An Acts 2 church has devotion. And an Acts 2 church has rhythm. Right? It connects us to one another and it connects us to God. Last one. And we'll close with this. An Acts 2 church has impact. An Acts 2 church has impact. And there is a progression here. Devotion, rhythm, impact. They devoted themselves. They gave their lives to these rhythms. And it created an impact in the world. So an Acts 2 church is a church of impact. And what this means is it means that <clears throat> for us as a church, gathering together isn't the goal. The church doesn't actually exist just for us. The church exists for those, for the one who's not yet been reached. And so the church that reaches the world, the church that makes an impact, is an Acts 2 church. It's a church that can reach the world. It's a church that inspires a lifetime faith in the next generation. It's a church of impact, and that's kind of the kind of church we want to be. We see this in Acts 2, 42, sorry, Acts 2, 47, which says, The Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So this is a church that is impacting the world. And actually the verse before says that those earliest believers had favor with God. Do you remember? And they had favor with people who were outside of the church. So we actually have believers who are spending time with people outside of the church. They're enjoying favor with them. And God is moving in those relationships so that the Lord is adding to their number daily, those who are being saved. Man, that's, that's an exciting church to be a part of. And I think we need Acts 2 churches in our world today. Not just hope. Oh, man, the world is hungry for Acts 2 churches, where it's not just a club, it's not just an institution, but it is a move of God on planet Earth. I love uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle. He's a pastor of Life Church, um, which is out of Oklahoma. But he once gave a modern version of the Acts 2 church. And uh, I just want to read this for you today. He, he said, uh, this is how things often go today. This is Craig Rochelle. He said, the Christians were devoted to themselves and occasionally got to church when they had time. No one was filled with awe because there were no signs and wonders performed by the believers. Very few of the believers were together and they had almost nothing in common because they had no real time for each other. If they sold something, they used the money to buy something better for themselves. They ate on the run, kept to themselves, and were too rushed to enjoy one another <clears throat> or 
give praise to God. They claimed to love God, but they didn't really love each other, and they felt very empty and alone. As a result, most people disliked them, and very few people were saved. Is that the kind of church we want to be a part of? No. I mean, that's not the kind of church that I want to be part of. And I think as Christians, we, we always have to look in the mirror. You know, what, what version of the Acts 2 church do we want to be in 2019? For me, it's not this one. Man, I want to be a part of something greater than that. Um, what, what, what story of church do we want to pass on to our children? For me, this isn't the story that I want to pass on to my kids and to the next generation. An Acts 2 church has impact. And it has impact because there's kingdom rhythm. And it has rhythm because people have given their lives to this. And what I believe about this church here is I believe we've got some Acts 2 church happening right here at Hope. You guys seen that? Right? This is a church right, that's hungry to be an Acts 2 church. This is a church that is poised to reach the world. We have an amazing church here. And the reason we have an amazing church is because we have men and women who over the years have given their lives to this place. And so today, right, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And when I think about you know, the sacrifices that have been made, when I think about how this, how this house gives, the hours volunteered, um, things that have been given at great personal cost, the lives that have been impacted, you know, the Malachi's, the, the, the generation that we see making a difference in the world, it blows my mind. Does it ever blow your mind, the impact of this house in the world? It is incredible because this has always been a church that said, we want to be an Acts 2 church. We want to give our lives to this. And so here at the start of 2019, I don't know if you know this, but this is a massive year in the history of our church. 2019, this is a massive year in the history of our church. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the Bible, if you look at the Bible, a generation in the Bible is how many years? Do you know? 40 years, right? In the Bible, a generation is 40 years. And this church was started as Family Bible Church, how many years ago? 1980, right? 1979, 1980? So today, right now in 2019, we are literally living in the transition and the handoff of Hope Community Church from one generation to the next. That is the day that we are living in today. This is the day that God has given us. And so here, right at the start of a massive year in the history of our church, we just want to recast and reclaim and re-embrace this vision. We want to be a church that can reach the world. We want to give ourselves to the kingdom of God on this earth. We want to make sacrifices for the cause of Christ because we've given our lives to him. And there is nothing greater that we could give our lives to in 2019. There's nothing more exciting that we could be a part of and to be a part what God is doing right here at Hope Community Church. God is working here. He's alive. He's in our midst. And he's doing awesome things in 2019. This is a huge year for us. This is a huge year. And tangible kingdom, that's a part of this. What is tangible kingdom? 
we want to talk about how we can live in the kingdom of God this year and how we can actually make his kingdom tangible to people in our lives who don't know Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm just asking you right now as your pastor and on behalf of a team of pastors and elders here at Hope who are shepherding this church through this transition, would you give your life to this vision in 2019? Would you give your life to being a part of the kingdom rhythms that are beating in this community here today? Would we commit to being a church that can reach the world? Because that's what I want to give my life to. That's worth being devoted to in 2019. So uh, scientists a couple years ago, they were studying heart rates of people who are in love. And what they found is that when two people are in love, their heart actually starts to beat to the same rhythm. So I'm right here by Angie. <laughs> right? And our hearts are syncing up. They're starting to beat to the same rhythm. And that's a good thing for me because I know her. I know her heart. So. And what's true on a human level is also true on a vertical level in our relationship with God. What's the rhythm of Jesus' heart? What does his heart beat for? Ephesians 5.25 says that Jesus loved the church. And he gave himself for it. He loved the church and he gave himself for it. So we can't say, I love, the church, or, I love Jesus. We can't say, I love Jesus, but I don't like the church. That's a spiritual impossibility. Why? Because Jesus loves the church. And he gave his life for the church. We can't say, I love Jesus, but I'm too busy for the church. Because Jesus loves the church. And Jesus wasn't too busy to hang six hours on a cross, naked and bleeding and dying for us. He loves this church. And for us to love Jesus means that our heart begins to sink up and to beat for the things that are beating in the heart of Jesus. And so today, as we gather together at the start of this new year, I just want to ask you, not what's your resolution for 2019. You know, I, I, resolutions are great, and, and I, I bless those resolutions, but the bigger question for me is what do you want to devote your life to in 2019? It's going to be an amazing year. And Jesus loves this church. How many of you know that? When Jesus looks down at hope, he loves this church. He loves it. And I love this church, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. So let's begin to get behind what God's doing here. Let's give our lives to this. Let's see a move of God in our generation. And let's just have an awesome 2019. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, thanks for each pers person's here that's here. Thank you that you love this church, thank you that you have a vision for this house, that your kingdom is coming and your will is being done on earth even as it is in heaven and lives are being changed and we're seeing some of that. We're seeing children, even right now, children who are falling in love with Jesus. Even right now we're seeing people coming to hope for the very first time and experiencing new life in you. And we just thank you for that. 
God, I don't want to be a part of anything else this year, God. And I know there's so many people, they just want to give their lives to a bigger story in 2019. So open our eyes to a bigger story. Open our eyes to a cause that's bigger than ourselves. Open our eyes to the kingdom of God that's at work around us. Lord, would we pray even today with our eyes open so that we see and we have eyes to see and ears to hear what you're doing on this earth. Would we be devoted, passionate, all in for you, for your kingdom, for your church in 2019 and beyond. We ask that in Jesus' name.